Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. and guys from different thighs. It's the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you here. My name's Marcus and I've got three beautiful babes with me. Jim. Hello. Pete. People say that this song is sexist because I'm asking all the girls to rub on their breasts. And Luke. All right. Uh, (laughs) Arsenal recently honoured three of their greats by unveiling statues of them around the ground. If you had a statue, gentlemen, of you erected in a football context, where would it be and what would the statue depict? Jim, uh, probably my greatest achievement on a football f- pitch was recently when we played in the game and I scored a goal. Right, oh, it was a good goal as well. Yeah. Player, so probably there that pitch. Chelsea's reserve. Tooting and Mitchum. Tooting and Mitchum. Yeah, Pete and I were involved in the creation of that. I think I shouldered it at one point, like Balotelli. Seventy-five percent of the ramble involved in the making. Indeed, yeah. But yeah, so I probably I'd have to have it there by default. And what I'd like to have a statue of me doing would be me doing kick-ups because I'm not very good at them. But I'd also like to set the sort of the person making the statue the challenge of keeping the ball in the air. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Have maybe you'd have stolen. to have like air coming out of my foot. <laughs> maybe keep it up somehow. Magnets. Yeah. Just yeah. hope it's not very windy. It's not a bronze yeah. statue, is it? Uh, yeah, why not? It's, okay. It's this poor guy that has to do it. Yep. Fair good. dues. Uh, Pete? Uh, I would probably have me, uh, it would be near the toilets, and it would be me squeezing <laughs> past the men in the urinal. Because you know what football matches, it's like, it's, it's not even a queue, it's just people squeezing around. Yeah, so yeah. it would just be me, not making eye contact, <laughs> looking at a urinal, see if I can squeeze in there, see if it's a seven-man urinal or an eight-man urinal. Yeah. Or maybe just open-mouthed uh, agog at uh, the prices of a burger at the <laughs> Keith Houchin stand at, at yeah, Wembley. Or just your head as yeah. a urinal. Say again? That? Maybe just your head as a urinal. That is dirty, Jim. Yeah. Well, I will not have that. <laughs> I quite like that <laughs> idea, actually. What, men um, urinating in my mouth? <laughs> um, oh. So, yeah, so you, you obviously didn't have a good career in your imagination then. No, but this is, these are my, my, my footballing moments. They're okay. things I remember from football right, matches. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Luke? Uh, mine would probably be outside uh, the Fratton end. Yeah, of course. Put, um, sort of depicted my famous, now legendary, uh, perineum goal. <laughs> Again, it's a difficult pose to do because you have to going to be you're going to have to be sideways. I'll leave it to the expert. I was going to say. As my, the, my understanding of the question is, I'm not designing or building it. Yeah, let the, no, absolutely. Let no, the I'm saying this is a positive thing. It's just going to be more memorable. Let the statue Easter worry about that. Yeah, it'd be better than um, the Ted Bates one outside Southampton. Much better. Yeah, yeah. Much better. That is the benchmark of a bad statue. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I would have a statue of me outside Wembley, and because it'd be such an amazing career, I'd have won loads of Ballon d'Ors, and it would just be a, a statue of me. And I would go for the same sort of try, a statue feat of trying to uh, have things floating in the air, just juggling loads of Ballon d'Ors. 
<laughs> quite <laughs> arrogantly. <laughs> With a very arrogant look, I would hope. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a little trophy cabinet, you just popping another one on. One of the most self-indulgent <laughs> opening questions we've done. I think we all agree on that. <laughs> and Jim's got the point. Yeah. Because <laughs> he actually said something that actually happened. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> through default, I think, yeah. um, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm sure Pete has been awkward in the toilet before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I know, yeah. Some of my finest moments. <laughs> yeah. Moving on swiftly to <laughs> Arsenal. And uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the statues. Uh, Thierry Henry, Tony Adams and Herbert Chapman. Where Ash- Ashley Cole's got to be furious. <laughs> <laughs> where is that Tony Adams one going to reside? Because even I've got designs on where to put the uh, traffic bollards on, <laughs> on his outstretched arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know where any Is it going to be outside? Or yeah. I'm where I can get at them. <laughs> <laughs> Thierry Henry got a little bit emotional. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. It's Actually, a good one of him doing a knee slide celebration. Hopefully, we can have the Adams one just on the pitch. Gonna <laughs> 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 help us out. Well. Be faster than Murtasaka, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a better line, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, and Herbert Chapman, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That wasn't Ian Wright p- reportedly put out that he didn't get one. Uh, I didn't see well, that. There was talk but, um, around it. There was talk around it. I wouldn't be surprised if he was considered for one. So mm. I imagine in his head he would have thought. Or oh, Wenger. Yeah, Wenger one. could be considered for one. Yeah, yeah, that's Wenger what I was now thinking. though, would that not be a bit self-indulgent? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sure come, one yeah. will happen. Yeah, later. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, apparently, David Moyes asked Thierry Henry uh, if he fancied a game for Everton sometime soon. <laughs> Took the opportunity. Might as well. Yeah, why not? <laughs> don't ask, you don't get. He looks quite a lot like uh, Jimmy McNulty from The Wire. David Moyes, I think, a sort of hard yeah, Scottish version, and I think that's the sort of opportunity. McNulty would go for. So. Did, did anyone see like sort of Henri sort of not that enthusiastically clapping Robert Van Persie's goal? <laughs> yeah. He's going to beat my record. He's definitely. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. look, look at that. Yeah, well done, Robert <laughs> Van Persie. Well done. Ridiculous, you knob. Yeah. It so, was a superb goal, wasn't it? One of the goals of the season, would you say? He said afterwards that there was a sort of little element of kind of hope to it, which just gives the impression that it was just all instinct. And he's just. He was that good at the moment. Yeah, he, he was just, two feet off the ground when he hit it as well. It was just kind of. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Technique. Yeah, Bend on it as well. It was, it was going to take something like that as well because Everton were just not. They weren't having it. They were just uh, miserly. Re- yeah, just resolute. But another win for Arsenal. They're up to fourth. Do you know? Yeah. No, um, it's it's incredible. One thing that was pointed out. Um, well, one thing that I noticed watching that was that um, I'll tell you who's got away with having terrible hair for a long time. Yeah. Phil Neville. Fiercely, <laughs> fiercely committed to the frosted tip highlights. Yeah, that's at, the true. Age, at the age <laughs> of his, his early thirties, yeah, unbecoming of a or man of his age. Yeah, it's a very nineties thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's just stuck at it. I mean, he must be mid thirties now. He's yeah. stuck at frosted tip highlights. I mean, who? Do, tell me another man in, in, of that age range who'll do that. Mm. Um, Tim Lovejoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Jimbo, you've got to be happy with Arsenal getting up there. But Andre yeah. Santos has picked up an injury on yeah. for three months. That is a real blow because he's mental, um, which is as entertaining as it is good that he's actually, you know, he, he put some really good performances in. He started to look really solid, look like a really sort of good acquisition. I mean, I, don't, I think Gibbs isn't going to be back anytime soon, so I imagine Vermaelen will probably play out there. And obviously, he's, he's one of our best players, so we need him in his best position. But um, it is a shame. But yeah, what I was most impressed about is the fact that it was a, it was a, a ground out win for Arsenal. You know, yes. There's always talk that you know the, the best teams win when they're not playing badly. Uh, sorry, when they are playing badly. Yeah. So we found a way to win, whereas before we would have just drawn that game or even screwed it up and lost it. And it's just the belief's obviously there. Yeah. Clearly, it does make yeah. such a difference. Managers talk about it all the time, but yeah, no, um, it's um, I, I, you just f- trust Arsenal again when you watch them. You're not <laughs> you're not as jittery, yeah. um, which I'm sure is. Um, but we all kind of saw this happening. Nobody ever saw them sort of 
bottom half of the table. Well, people were saying that, but those people were just obviously it was just knee jerk, wasn't it? It's just, you know, p- people people always say it when teams have a bad start. Oh, I can just see him like finishing bottom half. I think they're over. Well, in, in, the, in the Liverpool same way get that, it every year. Well, yeah, and, and in the same way that you'll probably see Spurs sort of slipping down a, the, mm. a, a little bit. It's just one of those things, you know. You go on runs and, mm. and I, I, th- I think that. Um, Everyone's talking about how reliant they are on Van Persie, but one of the things that was highlighted in the midweek was how much they'd be miss Chesney if he got injured. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Fabianski first, <laughs> oh, yeah. then Manoni. That was an absolute comedy show. Yeah, where he was. tried to volley it, uh, where, and he what just, was he doing? He, I, mean, well, no, he I, d- he d- I don't think he thought that he was in the. He, he thought yeah, he was outside the box, the reason, didn't yeah. he? But yeah. You should know whether you but are. <laughs> <laughs> know that, but yeah, it was, no, that. Comfortably. Comfortably. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was. It was about three or four feet inside his. It, it was so far inside box. the box. I thought he assumed it was a back pass. Yeah. That's what he could do. <laughs> it, was, it was shaky all game, and Fabianski looked, looked shaky beforehand as well. But it's very, very true. Yeah. And it's funnier because for Manoni, because he looks so hard. <laughs> yeah. Does, so yeah. solid. <laughs> Vito Manoni. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Um, so they rely on Chesney a lot, don't they? Absolutely. But, I mean, he is the number one, though. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to have that as well. And almost because it was a game that didn't matter. It's just you could look back at that with all the goalkeeping errors and go. Yeah, but this the doesn't really happen but, anymore. But, yeah. the, but the number two position is quite a difficult um, position to fulfil, goalkeeper wise, because there's only one. Uh, there's only one seat on the bench. There's only yeah. one position. You're only ever mm. going to get on for a couple of yeah. matches a season. Mm. Well, we've talked about this in the past, and, and, and we, the, the general consensus when we discussed it before was that you either need to get a real y- young, up and coming goalkeeper, mm. or Peggy or Pixhead, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or a keeper who's old, a lot older, someone like a Kudachini, who's not that yeah, bothered that's about that's right, right. But they're hard to find. Like, oh, massively hard. Yeah. Massively hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're on the subject of Arsenal as well. There's talk a couple of weeks ago now, but this is still kind of resonating a little with Wenger sort of um, saying he sort of discuss his future at the end of the season. A lot of people saying, "Oh, he's going to leave. He's going to leave." In the same interview, he actually said, um, I, "I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I've never even considered leaving Arsenal." That bit was conveniently clipped <laughs> out. It's like, "Oh, Wenger's. Oh, he's leaving. He's considering his future." Yeah, just it's not as if the press is trying to mislead us. Yeah, <laughs> liquid, isn't it? Liquid. I think it was yeah actually. They, they always have the exclusives like, yeah. yeah they do mm. they do. but the press would never do such a terrible thing uh, Manchester United beat Wolves 4-1 Phil Jones said this made up to uh, uh, all the supporters who travelled to Switzerland and saw them get eliminated from the Champions League I don't think it is <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's your call Phil <laughs> <laughs> a routine home win against a, a lower half Premier League yeah. Side. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> absolutely staggering isn't it that they've, that they've gone out of the Champions League it's such a such a weak group as well I mean it's Benfica obviously that's a, that's a test but they should be getting through that actually mentioned in the press there they must have had a, a little bit of a smug look on their faces because after the two all home draw against Benfica someone did ask Ferguson or you, it mentioned something like, "Isn't it funny to see the two Manchester clubs struggling in Europe?" And he stormed down and struggling. You must be mad, you know. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they paid the price for, for being so experimental in the first <clears throat> opening groups, mm. group sort of games, you know. Mm. And and they they really let the cat. Well, they really let it slip against Basel at home as well, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, that was outrageous. just a ridiculous. But result. Ferguson described the Europa League as more of a punishment. Man, yeah. Man United really boil my piss. They've already ruined. The, <laughs> they've already ruined the FA Cup for me. Right. You know, just deal with it. It's in the rules of the Champions League. If you leave the Champions League early, you're going to go into the Europa League. Just piss off, Alex. I think, I think Ferguson is dealing with it. I think he is sort of saying, well... Isn't it the only trophy he hasn't won? Might be. It seems really weird. But it's, it's such a bad thing. That denig- Everett was piping up as well. Just well, Everett There's said, no point denigrating a cup that you... you Everett know. said it was embarrassing to be in. I am, I'm with them both. I think it, it, is. it is, but... Teams, important teams are still in that competition. It's just, it, 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 like they're selling themselves short. Like they're noisy neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems weird to think of Manchester United in the Europa League, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It yeah. is weird, but as Pete says, you can't just suddenly go, oh, 
you've got to be like, right, well, this is where we are. Obviously, we want to be in the Champions League, but we're here now, so let's it's try and win like this one. It's not like they're going great guns in the Premier League massively, are they? They're, they're grinding out 1-0s mm. and 2-0s, yeah. but, you know, Wayne Rooney's not firing. They're, they're yeah, but I just, I, they don't care about it, do they? They really don't care. It's the same way that, you know, the, the Carling Cup, they, if they go out, it's... I don't mind but the, with the Europa League it's just it's the travel involved isn't it it's extra games it's actually going to have a detrimental effect true, on the things they do when it win true but you can give young players and all I'm sure European I'm experience sure City will do that as well um, and that's invaluable surely yeah, yeah of course it is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the um the um, the thing about Everett though, I mean, he should be looking a bit closer to home if he's annoyed about it because he's he's not been great. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Someone was suggesting that's because he's played so many games. He's had no competition for the place. He's not. He's mm. not really. He's just played every game. He's, mm. he's so solid. You know, often when often even when United have played like an experimental lineup, you'll often see Everett start. Yeah. So maybe he's just a bit burnt mm. out. But he's not been. He's not been great. And we'll see Michael Owen a bit more every cloud. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's injured though, isn't he? Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manchester City also went out of the uh, Champions League, mm. and. Uh, did you? They, were, they beat Bayern Munich though in their last game, mm. but it wasn't enough because uh, Napoli got the points away to Villarreal. Love in Napoli in Europe. They're great, yeah. aren't they? Jens Lehmann was working for uh, German television and was commenting on uh, Manchester City, and he said Manchester City play very, very boring football. They make their opponents fall asleep with a lot of possession. <laughs> Um, the, way, the way they play here is the way any amateur team plays, only not on such good grass. City <laughs> at top of the league, roaring away, yeah. isn't it? And they've, they've been smashing teams as well. It's not yeah. like they've not been playing boring football. They've been great to watch. <laughs> he, yes. he didn't finish there though, Jimbo. He started having a dig at the fans in the stadium. He said there was no life in the stadium. It was dead. The fans are so quiet. You have to say though that they have not really got anything to get excited about here. He fed at the Emirates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. And he finished up by saying, "We don't want to see." Manchester City in the Champions League. <laughs> Who's we? That's the royal we, <laughs> very we, much, yeah. isn't it? But it's harsh on City because although it's very harsh. they had a very tough group and 10 points would have been enough. I mean, 9 times out of 10, that's enough. We yeah. said at the beginning yeah. of the season, get those 10 points and you're normally through. And, and it's a shame they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't manage to make it. What is it? What well, is I, don't know. I don't know if it is a shame, not to sort of, um, not to have anything against City, but I do think it, it's kind of an encouraging thing that they, they've mm. not been able to sort of buy a place in the last 16. European football is still d- difficult enough it's that a young, some kind of new side, even with sort of very expensively assembled stars, will still find it difficult. Because the standard is so high. We see it every yep. year. When it gets to the knockout stages, it, the football is just incredible. Mm. And a lot of people say it's better than the World Cup. And I, I just think it is a good thing oh, for yeah, the possibly. soul of the game that um, you know, they've got, they're going to have to work a little bit harder. Because they'll be back, you know. It's an interesting group in a lot of ways because you had City, who were first timers, and Napoli, who, who mm. obviously were as well, and you had the experience of Villarreal, who had, who had uh, fallen from grace quite dramatically. And but it, it just seemed to be that Napoli adapted a little bit more quickly to Champions right. League football. Yeah. And Man City's undoing was, in a way, their their, their opening game when they didn't beat Napoli at mm-hmm. home, and that's come down, back to haunt them really. It shows you how fine the margins can be. Oh yeah, so if you get a group where the teams are quite well balanced. I don't think Mancini's been beyond the quarterfinals as a manager. No, I think I do wonder if his sort of European failures will come back with City and could. Uh, could be a problem down the Could line. Do, yeah. I don't necessarily pay the closest of attention in the earlier uh, when when the, when the draw comes out. Is it it is seeded, isn't it? The Champions League. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. they come first, that's right, rather than second or third, you know, they, and also they, previous they, tournaments. Yeah, and all. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. So uh, let's get back to the Premier League though, where Norwich beat Newcastle four two. Crazy Pete. game, isn't it? Another loss. Grant Holt. Grant Holt with two-headed goals. Yeah. Those neck muscle goal tractor. He's brilliant. Yeah, Holtomania. He's got an excellent on. record. I think he's got 51 goals in 89 league starts for Norwich. Yes, yeah, well, that was his, that was his 50th league uh, goal at the club. He scored. Yeah. Okay, uh, right on the weekend. Um, 
And Morrison with a header as well. Yeah. Mm. They are two hard men, aren't but they? Very that slow. Very tough <laughs> forward. I mean, line. I mean, they were mainly from uh, set, set pieces, pieces yeah. and yeah. you know, we didn't have we didn't have a centre back. <laughs> mm. They put Perch and, well, they, they, uh, they, and Simpson in, which was weird because yeah. you know, and we had two right backs at left back and right back. That's it was right, such right. a mess, and like, weirdly, like he didn't bring Kadar in. It must be a situation where just Pardew doesn't fancy him. We just don't have any centre backs. Hopefully, Colachini is going to be back for or next his weekend. Wife. <laughs> I think I think Lambert and Norwich will have a lot of credit because Lambert obviously set them up and said, "Look, they're going to have yep. shortages at the back. Mm. Let's just bombard them." Yeah, yeah and they did Absolutely. that. And oh, oh, they, they, we didn't get out of our eighteen yard box yeah. for like a, a good, you know, good twenty minute spell. Really Hulahan's goal was brilliant because he didn't even know it happened. Denver Bar was just phenomenal again. The, the two goals, great goals, two yeah, strikers' the, goals. The touch on the first one. Just to because it, it, it looks like it's all goodbye the first time you see that because yeah. it really brilliantly the weighted turn pass, run that he does it, like he, he sort of runs yeah. along with the with, with the back uh, foot twisted one de, mm. Defoe-esque <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all one motion you know that yeah. finish when he's got like two or three things to do within it and the second one as well he took it really well when he sort of shuffled his feet just really quick thinking it's pleasing he's, to let's see him use both feet quite you know, very adeptly yeah I mean he's how old Stemba Bart do you know I don't actually young. know. He's, he's not. He's not of age. He's no, not. Like, yeah. He's not like. He's not yet twenty six. He's got me, a bright future. He really has. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, th- I think he'll be around in the Premier League for a long time. He might be one of those players where they just creep up on you for a bit, uh, as being amazing. But you know, like Louis Saha. Like, well, no, like, Saha could have been that. I think yeah. if he'd stayed sort of fit. But yeah. Dwight York is yeah. a sort of player yeah, yeah. where you think, oh, good player, scores quite a lot, and it's only sort of when he gets a move to a bigger club you realise quite how good he, he could was. Be, yeah, and yeah. I think Bar could could be in that bracket one day mm. if he carries on like he's going. And Newcastle United also had their Christmas party uh, on the weekend. It looked brilliant. <laughs> well, it, I mean, did it? It looked officially licensed costume-wise. Yeah. Every costume was clearly off the peg. Was it organised oh, okay. fun? Right, it was. Right. It was very organised fun. Um, uh, Sammy Amiobi was the one who uh, posted all. He was dressed as SpongeBob, like an awful costume, a genuinely yeah. awful. Colacini is Sonic. Uh, as me. if I could love him anymore. I bloody love that fella. He's, mm. it, Gutierrez is a Smurf. Although to be fair, <laughs> yeah. if he's if he's called in sick at work, he should be allowed to go to the Christmas party, Colin Sheedy. So well, you know, well yeah. the thing is, well, no, 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 no. The interesting thing about the um, it's not like real work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was up in Glasgow, weirdly. I don't know what the reasons were for that. Ban from the, Newcastle. The, Ban from, <laughs> from the big market. Well, the interesting like, oh, over the border, you can do it laws, <laughs> licensing laws. Since Andy Carroll, it, it, you compare it to the Manchester United party. I don't know if you saw any of the pictures there. That looked one dull affair. Did it? Like, oh, it really did. The only Just thing scraped to one nil. Yeah. The only. Thing that, that apparently seemed worth uh, reporting on was Phil Jones sung "Angels" by Robbie Williams with a, like a karaoke band. That sounds dreadful. That does sound horrendous. And Ryan Giggs' wife turned up, which would have definitely spoiled his evening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, for fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, ladies. I have to say, cheerio. Yeah, yeah. Um, or do I? <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, uh, back in the Premier League though, um, Stoke two, Spurs one. Spurs on the end of some very poor refereeing yeah. decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though <laughs> and so Chris Hoy on the end of some awful abuse that's right yeah. Scottish cyclist Chris Hoy yeah. being confused with referee Chris Foy oh god <laughs> I take it this is one letter well. means yeah. so much yeah, yeah. You know. but uh, Harry Redknapp did say I never go and speak to referees after the game I accept defeat and have never complained about refereeing decisions in 30 years of managing but never all the things Harry claims not to do he does you wonder what he actually does do <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like by by his book, he doesn't do anything. anything. Yeah. What have you been doing? Just sitting around. Yeah. Well, Definitely not looking at other been, people's players. What, what, what you been flying <laughs> in a colourless gel for what, the last yeah. twelve hours, doing what, nothing? Where would you get the gel? Oh well, the chairman sorts that out. The chairman pumps my chamber full of colourless yeah. gel. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been doing this week, to, Harry? Definitely paying my taxes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not re rolling my windows down and giving impromptu interviews, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Renap goes to court for that, okay, so Mr. Mr. Renap, you know, you swear to tell the, the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Um, can you confirm your name? Well, my chairman deals with all that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably best to speak to him about it. <laughs> he should just wear a little badge that, you know, one of those like little hi, great, I'm Harry. badge. Yeah, I'm just, just, <laughs> so just saying, hi, I'm Harry, and the chairman deals with all that. Because that's yeah, all he uh, bloody says. Hmm. He's on Sky Sports so much and he never stops talking about nothing because he has yeah. no opinion he, like, he's yeah. like unless oh, the well. chairman's like a sort of imaginary friend in his yeah. maybe it's like a Tyler that, Durden situation yeah, yeah. the chairman comes out bad shit. the chairman yeah. comes yeah. out at night yeah. doesn't file his taxes properly uh, taps up players <laughs> yeah. hello who's there it's yeah. the chairman yeah. oh Harry come on oh I'm a lovely little chairman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no F off, he's a football manager. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, uh, but while we're talking about Stoke, though, good win for them. They have given a trial to a chap called Enoch Balotelli, mm. Mario's brother, 19 year old Enoch. He uh, made his debut in uh, a reserves game against Burton Albion. Apparently, he showed the bit of skill. And I hope they flair. become the new Wallace brothers. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they've easily got the potential to do that. For me, it's Hartlepool United's corner Hislop, brother of uh, Shaka Hislop, all, all over again. All over again, yeah. Mm. He has been training with Stoke's youth team for a few weeks and uh, Dave Cavan, the uh, academy coach, said he's a good boy, a bit raw. We'll see how things go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heard that before. Trying to eat him. But um, what did you boys think, of, just going back to the Stoke Spurs game, what did yeah. you boys think of the, um, the, the decision? Because I haven't actually seen oh, it. Absolutely, it. absolutely shocking. One of them was Ryan Shawcross on the line. It, uh, the ball came off his elbow. I mean... Um, yeah, it, it, was, was that, it was pretty blatant. And was that the one where Adebayo was offside after that one? Yes, and then yeah. Adebayo was uh, like sort of play carried on. Adebayo was like clearly, clearly onside. He put it away. That was disallowed. So there's, I mean, there's a penalty shout and and a goal. wrongly disallowed yeah. goal in one incident there. It, and then like not long <coughs> after than that, that Dean Whitehead, <laughs> he just he made a save just <laughs> in the in the area. I mean, you could argue he didn't really know. Uh, what was happening but at the same time it was it, it was an extinct instinctive good save if that was yeah. the case it, I mean it hit his arms twice and it's just it's shocking really, really because I mean the, the reason it's so annoying from Spurs point of view is because they've on such a good run they've yeah. got a game yeah. in hand they're right up there you know and, they could, and that's, that could compl completely deflate them absolutely yeah uh, and Foy I believe was the manager that Vyash Boas got um, fined about uh, the Chelsea QPR game wasn't he mm -hmm. one or two dodgy decisions there perhaps so it's a bit, you wonder whether he's going to yeah. be under the spotlight for you after this well, it went the, went the other way around the other season I forget the exact cir circumstances but I think Spurs got some sort of fortunate decisions going their way against Stoke so same ref mm. oh right is it, what exactly has Scott Parker got over the press because they're absolutely loving him at the moment for, and for me he's because not he's really so English he's got black boot shirt tucked in side yeah. party pulls his not, socks up but yeah. he's not like, for me he's played even better for Newcastle and West Ham and you know well, I'm not going to say north south bias Pete, bias was, in fairness he was, he was player of the season last season so you can well, agree, I, you, I, well, yeah, what I would say to that is when he was playing for West Ham he never got that much press and he was he did he did he, did. he got loads 
Yeah, but the, the, the football writers uh, player of the season is, is decided sort of February March time, so that's when he started really getting it. But what gets me is that everyone's totally. But there was no backlash about the press when he never went to the World Cup, was there? Because right. if he was so loved that they would have gone absolutely mental, yeah, and they should have. That was a summer before, though. Yeah, it was a summer before. So yeah. I'm saying it, not all his time at West Ham he was like that. No, but I enough. think this season, he's been brilliant for England. You can't deny. Yeah, he's yeah. been. Yeah, but he'd and he really has made a difference. He has made a difference to Spurs. He's behind, he was behind Jimmy and Jenis for England <laughs> when he was at Newcastle and Jenis was yeah. at Spurs. Not and, his and fault that was wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was incorrect. Yeah, yeah. I just don't I, understand. I've seen him play so well for other teams, and I've not seen him play mm. quite so well for Tottenham. And I don't understand why. Well, I completely right disagree with that. I think he's been excellent for Spurs. What I've yeah, seen. He's but I think, I've said, I, I think he's been good. But I think he's played better for West Ham and, and Newcastle for me. The yeah, North hate the South, don't they? But let's yeah. go to the north Or the Midlands at least Where West Brom Not the north <laughs> yeah. huh? Specifically offensive. not the north I'm offended it's Midlands. I just said the Midlands at least West Brom is very much in the Midlands Yeah I'm saying well, Exactly it's not in the north is it Okay Well let's go to the Midlands then Where West Brom <laughs> uh, Lost at home to Wigan A team from nearly the north uh, Isn't there some sort of Premier League clause Where Ray Hodges now has to be sacked Royals Royals <laughs> yes Because that's what happened with Sunderland uh, but we said a few weeks ago If you lose at home to Wigan You'll probably be sacked yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's Roy Hodgson might be sacked now through, yeah. Moses with a lovely goal Great mm. Lovely t- He said he a few goes at it to be fair yeah. <laughs> About 50 odd shots about scoring He had so little time to get that shot away as well He's proper curlers yeah, he did. Nice It's good to see something Sort of a moment of magic from him Because we, we heard so much about him That he, he had all this potential And um, yeah He was a nuisance all day from what I can remember when he signed to, for Wigan from, from Palace And we were all sort of debating Whether we thought it was a good decision or not on one hand it was a good decision because he'll probably play a lot more because mm. there was loads of other clubs in for him yeah big clubs as well but in a way it's almost a little bit of a shame that he's not playing with, you know, with the greatest respect to Wigan he's not playing with, with superb players every week no. so you don't know whether he's going to get the development from that point of view but he's, he's a very very good athlete mm. a strong boy as mm. well and he, he doesn't he's obviously not afraid to have a shot and stuff so we'll be, see what, be good to see what happens to him because if we can get relegated he's got he'll, be, he'll move on yeah. I swear but that's yeah. fantastic with two away wins in it, on the bounce yeah, yeah. 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 this is how we can do it isn't it they just put these little runs together on the sly and just stay up like a barnacle as we've explained yeah. before <laughs> do you reckon they'll stay up this season Dick? They're just unkillable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they will. I don't know. I mean, sooner or later, you think they will go down, but um, they've got this more staying power than, or they've got more experience of having to have that staying power mm. than a lot of the other teams down there. Mm. Mm. Uh, right. Well, let's go there to the Championship, where mm. uh, Southampton dropped points again. They were quite fortunate to uh, get a point against Blackpool at home with a 90th minute equaliser. They're doing a forest from last season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they really are uh, one of the strangest pieces of commentary I've ever heard um, <laughs> was on the BBC website highlights of this game as well I'm sure we can post a link to it somewhere um, well I forget who the commentator was but um, Ricky Lambert scored the opening goal and then sort of just out of nowhere he kind of becomes like a sort of raster MC just going Ricky Lambert celebrate yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, goes, he goes and Sir score and they're, and they're off and Ricky Lambert celebrate <laughs> and it, I mean, getting he, funky now he yeah. clearly hasn't done it on purpose it's no. just his voice has done 
done something weird without him telling it to. Maybe he <laughs> thought he was at the Cave of Funk. Mm. Indeed. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. Uh, West Ham dropping points as well. They lost 3-0 yeah, uh, away to Reading. So the top two. Mm. They did um, go down to nine men, to be fair. Yeah, they cut the players sent off, yeah. yeah. The points were still dropped. Yeah, the second sending off, I think it was, was absolutely pointless. It was... Um, did you anyone Collison won that. Yeah, it was Collison. And mm. um, Jimmy Kebby, he was taking a piss of it. Like, yeah, he, was, he was. Yeah. He, he literally pulled his socks up with his feet at the ball. Like, what, like <laughs> during it? play. Yeah. And Collison just went over and just pushed him over. Like, sort of clattered into him and then pushed him. not having it was it's, completely it's a, that yeah, it's yeah. the kind of thing in Brazil yeah. where they get so offended when yeah. somebody like the curl on seal <laughs> yeah, I presume Curlon's dead now yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from in ages. Yeah. it's funny how because um, Collison's a, yeah, he's, he had a really really promising sort of start to his career mm. got that bad injury don't know if he's really been the same since then you know, Andy oh. Bryant was sent off as well wasn't he in that game yeah mm. they, um, they, they had a bad time I think maybe uh, uh, that defeat isn't as bad as it looks for West Ham long term when you look at the circumstances yeah. it was a great weekend for Middlesbrough though um, a 1-0 home win against Brighton moving uh, a couple of points closer to the automatic promotion spot you've got a cluster a little, t- a cl- little cluster of teams now who, who for me now Not look like that, well, they now look like sort mm-hmm. of a bit of a cut above the rest of the division so you've got Southampton and West Ham um, Middlesbrough Middlesbrough Leeds Cardiff and Brighton maybe Cardiff yeah Brighton are stuttering as well though aren't they just yeah they kind of they look as though they'll be in and out of the playoffs yeah, but I can see them putting a run together Brighton mm. yeah, I'd, like to see, I'd love to see Brighton in the Premier League it's, it's a nice place especially with that new stadium as well. yeah absolutely mm. yeah. but Middlesbrough under Mowbray I'd quite like to see them up yeah, playing, playing some better football as, as Mowbray's teams tend to do. Bring them all up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come yeah. on, come on, come on. Um, a great win for Ipswich away to Barnsley. Five three. Pulls Jewel. Yeah. Pulls Jewel's men with Pulls an Jewel. Isn't that a video? Isn't that a video online somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Moving oh. swiftly on. Yeah. What a slip of the. Uh, well, anyway, um, uh, Arsenal Esquin five three away. Uh, they uh, great win for the Tractor Boys. Desperately need the points. So well done to them in League One. Huddersfield, because recently broke the. Uh, um, the, the league uh, football league record with their 43 game unbeaten run. They lost two games on the bounce. Mm. They lost. Same happened to Arsenal when they lost their 49 game unbeaten run. Yeah. So maybe I think it's the pressure coming off. Um, I, I, just think, I just think it's Lee Clark watching what Newcastle are doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they lost yeah, away lost to Charlton the other yeah. week, which is uh, tricky. On Charlton, obviously yeah. top of the league, but they also lost at home to mid-table Bournemouth, and uh, they've slipped to fourth place. MK Dons are a point ahead of them, and Megson Sheffield Wednesday have gone into uh, second place. Well, that's the um, nice another little. Nice little fact is that um, when 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 Gary Megson was sacked from Bolton yeah. I believe he got 19 points from his last 20 the point, games the Megson pointometer wasn't yeah. very kind but he got no. 19 from 20 games and then was sacked now Aaron Corr's got 9 points from 20 games yeah. and Megson's going great guns at Wednesday they're doing well they're not they play off the big man a lot Wednesday yep. they'll lump it up to the big man up front and, and it's not great to watch as you would probably imagine he'll suckle the joy out of it <laughs> but you'll get results and he'll probably get them out of division in a, in a similar way to Allardyce, Allardyce playing yeah. negative tactics even at home yeah. we'll still probably get them promoted you know mm. Well, uh, now we go to the SPL where Rangers beat Hibs 2-0 away from home. Jelovic with a brace. I, I'd like to I watched this game and Craig Burley had a very odd rant. I meant to referee. ask you about that. What, what did he say? Very strange because um, one of the Rangers players got fouled, Edu. Uh, no, sorry, Edu fouled one of the Hibs players. Yeah. It was probably a fair tackle, but it yeah. was it was a nothing incident. It, it never led to anything. It wasn't like a free kick on the edge of the box. It was, yeah. certainly wasn't a penalty. Nothing like that. And Craig Burley just sort of said, well, it's a decent challenge, and the referee gives it a foul, and you wonder why people get frustrated. And then he just went, yeah, I bet all his mates are refs, aren't they? Imagine having a day out with them, that would be a barrel of laughs, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then he went, what are they, he went, what do they do of an evening? Go for a bit of dinner, get the whistles out, have a little blow. <laughs> 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 wow. 
Great Billy is Michael Douglas from Falling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> wow. it was so I've seen that. that I rewound is... it about five times just to actually make sure he said that. God. It was so strange, <laughs> so strange. And then, and then he said, "Very pretentious, aren't they, referees?" <laughs> With their whistles and their dinners. Oh, and look at you with your whistle and your black outfit. <laughs> what does he do of an evening? Yeah, exactly. Get so him in, in a disco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so very, very strange. Um, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Celtic though kept the pressure up with Rangers with a one-nil home win against Hearts. So who's in the title race for the season? Uh, Rangers, Celtic. Well, Motherwell beat uh, Five Flying mm, St Johnson. Yeah, Rangers and Celtic. And you can <laughs> never write off Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, the Celtic goal was an absolute just beauty of a goal. Yeah. It was just from a sort of like almost like a free kick, you know, when, when players just have no kind of like back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I forget the guy's name. I think it was a defender as well. Just mm. absolutely battered it into the top corner. Oh, go to the wire that one. It'll yeah. definitely be one of three in Scotland. We won the other day. Put it that way. Um, in La Liga, we had the big one, El Clasico, mm. which is Spanish for the classic. Mm. It is. Just to clear that Everyone. up once <laughs> and for all. Yeah. Yeah, don't ever say this is not an educational show. Yeah. <laughs> Real Madrid won Barcelona 3. Xavi Hernandez said, we were very superior. It's, you've got to wonder what <laughs> Mourinho's got to do because... Mm. They, they scored in like the, it's like they gave them a goal. And they the scored in like after like thirty seconds. Valdez did almost literally give them a goal. Yeah. And uh, Mourinho was rid of one fifteen in a row into that game, had they? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're very good run. Yeah, and Absolutely. you sort of think that was they were the favourites. They were the favourites. Yeah. But just like Ronaldo time. missing like a point blank header, you just sort of yeah. think that is bread and butter and salt on it. Well, Ronaldo yeah. was given a, a lot of stick from Marker um, yeah. because he, he obviously missed the head, as you say, Pete. And in the first half, would it have been for two 0 it's certainly been for 2-1 or 2-0 uh, he, uh, he shot it wide when perhaps he could have um, put Passed someone in it, yeah. mm. uh, but th- he's got a bit about him like that and it does very very often come down to it. remember Messi made a difference a while, a while back in, in a sort of very attritional game yeah. and you, you often think if it came down if they both work very hard they're really fit teams and they can run all day if it just comes down to the standout player in their team You'd back Messi over Ronaldo yeah, because he yeah. makes the right decisions. It's the decision making. Yeah, yeah no, decision it, it, we've said it before. We've said like a million times how many times that Ronaldo tries to just do it everything himself. Yeah. Mm. And it's just, you know, he did that for United in the Champions League final. That's right. Yes, and he completely ruined it for them in Rome when you guys went to the game. And and it was his last sort of swan song at United, mm. wasn't it? Um, pretty much. And well, it's maybe harsh to say ruined it for them because Barcelona. Well, he just tried to, it was shooting from forty for yards out. But he nullified himself. Yeah, yeah, basically, he, he took his own ability out of the game by mm. just trying to do everything with it and just not yeah. bringing his teammates into it. It was like, it was like Barcelona against Man United featuring Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. No, you're absolutely right. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah, the market, as I said, were very harsh to Ronaldo. They're saying, um, you know, the club are going to have to bribe him so that he behaves like a footballer, not a child, and suggesting that he's thinking of the Ballon d'Or rather than passing to his teammates. Yeah. Mm. Well, Messi was quite lucky to not be sent off in that game. So he was booked, and then he, he had a foul that was. Probably a booking. No, I'm Quite not soon sure. after that. But the, the ref went for his card. I know realised he booked him before that and changed his mind. You could see that happen. It, yeah, and it in was. my book, that's lucky, regardless of whether the. Okay, fair enough. You know, the, fair uh, enough. I take your point. Right or not. Messi, Messi was given an awful lot of room at times. By, by Madrid which was quite surprising and he exploited that when he set up Sanchez superbly for the mm. first goal it was a brilliant finished, first goal yeah. you, I mean, you looked at that the Barcelona side they didn't have a forward on the pitch no. <laughs> you know and Alexis Sanchez very much a winger was, was their striker yeah, Fabregas like. was on the left point of the front yeah. three has well. been struggling but that ba- Barcelona changed their formation I don't know how many times throughout mm. you know Busquets dropping centre back and, yeah. and all sorts but that, that's why I love 
that football that they yeah. play is yeah. because there's so much going on tactics it's not just right take the big man boom boom you know yeah, it's, it's the, the system Guardiola's constantly right they've just done that right you go there boom yeah, you know okay, he's right. changing it up so oh, yeah, much. I, I liked it when uh, PK fell into the fell into the, the crowd and it's only when um, <clears throat> footballers get measured against uh, members of the crowd when you realise how big they are yeah. Yeah. PK he's, he looked like I don't know yeah. He looked like a big man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's I, a big I, I, I've interviewed Vince on company. He's, he's absolutely terrifying. Mm. He's massive, mm. so big. Mercer's <laughs> like a six foot six, and I just I can't get that in my head. You know, I <laughs> yeah, can't, like, that's basketball height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And Thierry Henry's a big guy. Right? He just looks like a sort of normal sized footballer on TV. Oh, we can, huge. We can measure six, ourselves three, to him well. now, can't we? <laughs> what do you, yeah, what do you um, so? What do you think? That, do you think Madrid will, will really struggle because of that result now? because it must be so soul destroying for them. Well, yeah, it must be. But they've still got the game in hand. Yeah. I think that I think what Mourinho's done now is that he's made them into a side that will beat everybody else. Yeah, and yeah. it will. I mean, I know you could argue that last season as well, but but he, he's got closer. I mean, yeah. I quite fancy Madrid for the Champions League actually yeah. this season, and they were yeah. perhaps unlucky last year. But, but the one thing that I was maybe going to suggest, and it's far easier said than done, when you've got a player like Messi. Um, I know he, he, he roams all over the place, but I'd be tempted to a Keown on him. Well, yeah, <laughs> put, put Pepe on him. Yeah, man. But Pepe tried that, kicked the absolute shit out of him, and almost got, got sent off, didn't no, he? But it, yeah, but that's right. In that was on Villa that he got sent off for the Yeah, but it? he did a job on him. So and many was, yellow cards in that match. Well, that was the Champions League last season. Yeah. And it was only when Pepe got sent off did Messi, Messi then have the room and then score the two but goals. But I wonder if Pepe's got the discipline or not. Mm. And well, it's like, if you take Messi out of it, there's still exceptional individuals in that team. And what, what I think is really impressive about Barcelona and the way they keep regenerating, because this it feels like this is the same side since the one that won the Champions League in 2009 just feels like they've tweaked it here and there and it's fundamentally the same one but mm. you look it at really the players you know, absolutely not mm. you look at the players that scored um, uh, in El Clasico I mean Xavi's goal was a bit of a freak one as well but it's Sanchez and Fabregas it's the players yeah. they brought in they've yeah. just slotted in immediately and mm. the system's doing its job and Real's got Diara so yeah. <laughs> enjoyable exactly exactly uh, elsewhere though in uh, La Liga Valencia had the chance to move closer to the top two mm. but they lost away to Betis whatever curse is on La Liga means that you know no team will be able to do that you won't be able to bridge <laughs> that's that right but it was the, 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 you know playing away in Seville uh, against Betis and two injuries time goals from, from Real Betis and it was great yeah. scenes you know when, when it, uh, they, they were surprised to equalise because they're not doing that well Betis and they certainly wouldn't have expected to beat Valencia yeah. and then when the second went in it was it was one of those games where people were like oh I'm so glad I was there you know? I was, yeah. uh, and off they went now we uh, will finish up by going to Romania in the land of the ridiculous football owner they have had a poll to see who was the most popular male celebrity in the country guess who won Bacali. He did indeed. Worryingly, wow. Bacali. The man's politics are questionable at best. <laughs> in, in his head, that means he's president now. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to see what the, that man's got in his dungeon. Oh, oh my God. And he will have a he series have of dungeons. dungeons. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll be secret dungeons within the dungeon. Do you mean yeah. the basement, Gigi? No, the dungeon. dungeon yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's people who work in the dungeons yeah. who don't know about the other dungeons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Stoy is, because uh, he's uh, Stoy Bucharest owner, Gigi Bacali. Uh, now, their rivals Dynamo were a bit cheeky to old Gigi recently as they put images of him surrounded by sheep on their big screen at their ground. This is because uh, Bacali <laughs> was um, a shepherd before becoming a, a filthy rich football club owner. And Bacali How do you make that leap? There's <laughs> money in wool, Jim yeah. <laughs> Well, it wasn't for Woolworths though, was it? Um, uh, now, Bacali was none too pleased about this, as you can imagine And he responded by saying You know who owns Dynamo? 
a communist gypsy and a man who sleeps with men. Yeah, sure, I was a shepherd. I milked the sheep. I like the sheep. Get over it. I'd rather milk sheep than do men. <laughs> if you sort of cut that down, <laughs> communist, gypsy, and a gay man. Not not really insults yeah, exactly. in the West, it yeah, seems. One's, <laughs> one's a political stance, one's <laughs> se- sexual orientation, yeah. and, uh, and the other one's perhaps... Ethnicity. Ethnicity, yeah. 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 So he's being horrifically offensive yeah. against the board. One I thing like- I will say is, my, and I maintain my, on, the, on one perverse level, my admiration for... The amount of <laughs> maximum offence caused in as little time possible. Yeah, it's very efficient. Oh, it's very yeah. concise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, it's the, not like a Tory MP going on a stag do or something and finding no. himself in, you know, yeah. a compromising situation. Yeah. It is like fuck off everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so popular. He's yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. He's Jeremy Clarkson. He's, yeah. 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 Well, the Dynamo owner. Not as bad. The Dynamo <laughs> owner replied by saying, "I'm totally heterosexual." <laughs> He sounds like, a, like a, an American t- I'm totally heterosexual, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh. Next on MTV, I'm totally heterosexual. Yeah. And no music ever. Yeah. Isn't that a fella called Dragos? It sounds like he's good in uh, Game of Thrones or something. Yeah. It's a good name. I Dragos. think it's always about insulting a man called Dragos. Gagos. Good one, Jimbo. And now it's time for Going for Gold. <laughs> going for Going for Gold. Gold. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Going for Gold. Mm. People. Luke's... Running ahead with yeah. the points in tour, I won last week because yeah. you're all three are idiots and that. Mm. So yeah. I now have two points, which I'm terrifically yeah. excited about. Seven five four two. Yeah, That's great I, formation. Shall we go for our first clue, lads? Yes. yes. My father was a footballer for Bristol Rovers. Nothing. That. I scored an own goal in an FA Cup final to gift the opposition the trophy. Stop. Stop. Oh, go on. There's Walker. No. Oh. Damn! Stop. Gary Mabbott. Gary Mabbott. Oh! oh fair play. Yeah. Damn it. Good one. You wee beauty. I didn't even get the bloody... I injected an orange with chemicals on Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't you put that first? <laughs> <laughs> that was... I, was on, I was once on the TV show The Queen's Nose. Yeah, I've, I definitely would have got on that. Definitely, uh, I saw that. Never Did mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even remember that. Gary show. Mabbott, the celebrity insulin injector, and go uh, now working with. I was going to go for Walker first. Yeah. Yeah. He's now working with uh, Street Child World Cup. So, yeah, he was uh, big. He I was big man. in South Africa for the World Cup. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. A, a bloody good man. Yes. He was. Yeah, yeah. Shall we have an email? Shall we? Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. Yeah. Yes, we shall. Now then. Jimmy Savile from Beyond the Grave. Indeed. I ventured to Sweden for a few days for a smorgasbord and a spendrups. Could still be Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile from Beyond the Grave. That's not his name, Jim Fitch. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, what with the release of Zlatan's autobiography in time for Christmas, his face is everywhere. Good. Which can only be a good thing. Mm. With zero to no knowledge of the Swedish language, I had to plump for the picture section. The first picture you ask? Double page spread of Zlatan's bare feet is all. Well, what he can do with an orange. (laughs) My favourite picture, though, isn't of Zlatan's wife, the beautiful Helena Seeger, nor the one with him happily embracing Pep, nor the one of him hugging the air out of Pele's lungs. My favourite is about three... (laughs) This is amazing. My favourite is about three from the end. Zlatan casually sprawled across his bed, eyes wide shut, with a huge fucking gun. (laughs) 
Cruz Latin style. Doesn't he go hunting quite a lot? Yeah, he's big into his guns. I do not know. He had a, he had a party. I, I mean, it might have been when he was at Inter. But, or oh, could have been, right, yeah. Could have been the Swedish national team, I forget. But <laughs> he went out and they had a big party and, and they ate a, like a boar that he had I killed. I think it was a Swedish yeah, yeah, national team. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, uh, that's from Billy Stone, who ends with his Latin. Man, footballer, gun nut, legend. And I think Cheers, we'll Billy Stone. On Billy Stone. Cheers, Stonesy. <laughs> <laughs> from my cold, dead, orange-coloured hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got an email, lads. Okay. Ooh. It's from a man called Damien Smith, from Hampshire, he says. Okay. Uh, dear Ramblers, regarding your competition for the Hurricane FC shirt, I could, can't think of a more worthy cause to donate such a piece of sporty memorabilia than to my good self. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. got it. Bit biased. <laughs> uh, with Christmas fast approaching and knowing full well that my beloved wife will not be purchasing me any mm. football f- merchandise for the big day, I'd be most appreciative of being able to stick the shirt on just to show her that there are people out there who do believe football isn't just for Saturdays, it's for life and Christmas too. Mrs Smith is a firm believer that Christmas is all about crap DVDs and gifts that will only hold entertainment value for the festive period. Uh, this, the time has come for change and the Hurricane FC shirt would surely prove to my wonderful wife that football is permanent. Yours in football, Damien Smith. Oh, <laughs> wives are rubbish, aren't no. they? I hope your wife's <laughs> not listening. Yeah. She's not listening. No, she's <laughs> not, yeah. like He's got himself the shirt though. We'll get yeah. the Hurricane shirt out to you, sir. And now it's time for a profile. And what do we have today? <laughs> it's a stadium. And we haven't done. We've only got one stadium in. The Aztec. Mm. And the Aztec. Loads of players now. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we, need we haven't got football room. in yet. No. Can we do that next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need. We need a home and away venue. Is it Fratton Park? It's. It is Fratton Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the Maracanã in Rio de Janeiro. Hey. A big one. A big one indeed. In some capacity. Some say that Wembley is the home of football, but then others... Well, it is the home of football. Yeah. When others say <laughs> the Maracanã art is the spiritual home of football. Yeah. Mainly Brazilians, I would yeah. hasten to add. Um, the official name of the stadium is not actually the Maracanã. It's not just the district it's in or something. It's kind of the district it's in. It's also uh, the name of a species of parrot, which is from that region. Obviously. Obviously. The official name of the stadium is the Estadio Journalist... Direct. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite, the Adidas Tango Arena. Those bastards. The Cave of Samba. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the above, really. Uh, the official name of the stadium is the Estadio Journalista Mario Filio, and uh, it was named, uh, renamed this in the 60s after the death of the popular journalist and writer Mario Filio. Um, That's and he was huge for a journalist. Ma- imagine that. Yeah, Jesus. Like, well, he was quite an influential writer. And imagine he'll... the Wembley Stadium being named the Henry Winter yeah. Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Gary Bushell stand within it. It was yeah. just like... <laughs> well, yeah, he was one of the main champions of the stadium's construction, and uh, he also coined the phrase for the Fluminense and Flamengo derby, the Flu Flower derby. Mm. And they love all that. <laughs> Not a massive leap, though, is it? Uh, well, yeah, but, but it was like in the twenties, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what before people could speak? <laughs> can, I they, coin the, they could write. can I coin the? Can I coin the? Mid Madrid, Middlesbrough Madrid uh, match. Mid match. Not a derby, though, Mid-Mad. is it? Well, if they play in Europe. Midnight. And it's fiercely yeah. contested. Well, maybe in the future there could be something in that. Piece. Move on. Back to the market. <laughs> <laughs> the largest stadium in South America uh, regularly hosts matches involving the uh, the big four teams in Rio de Janeiro, Botafogo, Flamengo, Fluminense and Vasco. That would be brilliant. Could you imagine if like Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs and West Ham all shared a stadium? Well, it's not so much sharing like, They all played at Wembley. Let's Let's they, they often play there in the, the, the Rio Let's State. Let's not revisit uh, Arsenal playing at the National Stadium again. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Actually, no, that would be rubbish. <laughs> Batistuta almost killed Arsenal to death. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the first match ever played at the stadium was on June 16th 1950 17 mm. years before the summer of love yeah 
That was the World Cup, wasn't it? Well, it was just before the World <laughs> Cup, actually. Um, but you're right in saying... Uh, but it was open for the 1950 yeah. World Cup. Wasn't it? Well, it was he's, he's effectively wrong in saying that. Well, no, the, <laughs> well, the first competitive match was, okay. was the 1950 World Cup. And that was uh, a game between a real All-Stars team and a Sao Paulo All-Stars team. With uh, Dwarf inductee Didi scoring the first ever goal at the stadium. And a 3-1 win for the Rio All-Stars. Uh, but the stadium was really built as a showpiece for the 1950 World Cup finals hosted in Brazil. We have profiled this tournament. Didn't really pan out. I had hoped. That <laughs> the same well, we we have profiled this tournament, so I uh, you know implore you to uh, go to the website mm. and, and check that out. But uh, nevertheless, Brazil built the stadium to be the biggest football stadium in the world, and uh, they started working on it in 1948 with 10, more than 10,000 men on the job uh, when the uh, capacity. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can't see what Luke's doing right now. Um, when the com- uh, the capacity was completed, it was forty three thousand more than the previous biggest football stadium, which I think was Hamden. I thought you were going to say they'd like made forty three thousand extra seats by accident. No, it's not Wembley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think forty three thousand extra people turned up by accident though on a yeah. number of occasions. Yeah. Um, now, when the American R opened, a Brazilian newspaper said, "Today, Brazil has the biggest and best stadium in the world. Now we have a truly fantastic." setting where the whole world could admire our sporting grandeur and prowess well that <laughs> stadiums are a massive massive deal in Brazil having a stadium in your neighbourhood that's big is a real point of pride for the whole community and it's, um, it's it, not it, something everyone has is it satellite dish stadium <laughs> no but they, they do see it like that as sort of um, it is a, a, you know, a point of local mm. pride so on a national level that, that would be absolutely huge in Brazil and you can see why they sort of have so much pride in the American island but, especially, so much especially back then when you didn't have the mass media so mm. people would know less about them mm. but you've, but you've been there, you? I have been there, yes. Um, uh, now, but the stadium, as we said, it was built for the 1950 World Cup and it didn't quite pan out. But uh, the first uh, match they did play at the stadium, a competitive one, they beat Mexico 4 0. And uh, that was their opening game of the 1950 World Cup. And before the game, there was a 21 gun salute and 5,000 pigeons were released. Nice. Did pigeons first shots afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolute chaos. <laughs> I read when it was opened, um, it was it was actually um, the FIFA said that you could use it for the for the World Cup, yeah. and um, it didn't have any toilets. Well, that's right. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't quite completed <laughs> or a press box. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it right. wasn't finished. Well, it w- it was in the sense of you could go and watch football there, but as you just Pete couldn't urinate. Says, you could, yeah. yeah. If you were if you were in the press and you wanted to piss, then you were up a gum tree. <laughs> um, so uh, up a gum tree. Yeah. That's a great saying. Thanks, man. So, uh, in the, 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 for the final of the 1950 World Cup, or final match, um, it's kind of open to interpretation. That not wasn't an official final, but the final game. Uh, again, go and see the profile on the website. Mm-hmm. We did the 1950 World Cup. Uh, so, the final match was in front of an official crowd of 174,000. However, former FIFA president Yao Avalanche said that he, he said there were some. 220,000 people in the stadium yeah, I, I definitely read I mean because James and I both read the uh, history of Brazilian football mm-hmm. and, and oh, it, they, yeah they yeah. do say that you know to be honest they're very very liberal with, with that sort of thing yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> the official okay. record attendance um, that the stadium has hosted was at 183,000 in 1969 but I love how with all of these attendance things with American R it's official and estimated but the yeah. estimate's like official as well 
Yeah, yeah the it's like the, the people that paid and the people that were there. Yeah. But the thing is, though, that, that going back to the <laughs> 1950 final, it's 174,000 or 220,000. Yeah. It's not like 174 and 190. Yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> is still actually a massive goal as well. It's 1969, is that when Pelé scored his thousandth goal? Uh, I'm not sure if it was that particular one. But, um, that was in 69. But that was in 69, yeah, when the, the American are witnessed uh, the alleged 1,000th goal of Pelé's career. Mm. Absolute chaos. Oh, my goodness. Well, he, chaos. Was, he was fouled in... I think it was Pelé who was fouled in the box and he took the resulting penalty putting it past the keeper and then every journalist in Brazil ran on the pitch and mobbed him in the goal yeah. and they, they played against Vasco didn't they he yeah. scored that all the press came on started taking photos in the middle of the game and then they just put him up on their shoulders yeah. like carrying him press. back to the centre circle well he yeah. did a lap of honour didn't he <laughs> in the middle of the game in a, yeah in a game and it turned out as well I think he'd scored his, they worked out he scored his thousandth goal at three games before that I no, no, <laughs> three goals before that nice. the, funny, the, the funny thing is though all this celebrating is going on you watch the clip and in your head you think oh they've just they've just won the league that was like the last game yeah. that was in the 34th minute <laughs> <laughs> everyone forgot that they had a game to play the yeah. rest of it wasn't even at, like right near to half time yeah. Uh, in 1989, there was another goal-scoring uh, feat achieved. Zico scored his 333rd goal at the stadium for Flamingo. God, that's brilliant. That's and crazy. That's the record stadium. at that stadium, isn't it? It is yeah. the record at that stadium, yeah. That's a lot of goals. Well, I think, I think Flamingo <laughs> played um, in the stadium at the time. Even know. so, though. Oh, it's incredible. That's ridiculous. Zico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, 1983. When Garincha died, his remains were brought to the stadium, and thousands of fans came out and uh, paid their respects to the Brazilian great. Uh, 1984, England visited Johnny Barnes, the, Mar- yeah. the American, <laughs> <laughs> the friendly match. John Barnes, and we bloody won two 0 Two 0 yeah. That's yeah. the only time we beat. Do you know who got the other one? No, I don't. Oh, Mark, Mark Hatley. Was it? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah but John Barnes with, uh, I'd say, one of the greatest England goals ever. Oh, yeah. 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 Magnificent solo run weaving Slalom. through the Brazilian defence. How yeah. often do you say that? <laughs> in, in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Never did it again. Will Phil, <laughs> jo- Will Phil Jones be doing that in 2014? Fingers yeah. crossed. Let's not answer that just yet. <laughs> uh, in 1992, there was a tragic accident at the American when a part of the upper stand collapsed and killed a number of supporters and injured a few. And this led to the stadium being converted into an all seater, which, of course, reduced the compa- the capacity but uh, very much improved the safety but the size of that I mean it says, it says like an entire stand went and oh, only yeah. three people mm. were killed it's well, like yeah. how the hell that they got away with that yeah. what sort of state was it in when you visited it well when I went there it was the, it's in it's in two tiers yeah. and I think the current capacity is 82,000 was it uh, disrepair or was it well the bottom tier was being done right so the top tier was all there but it's a weird stadium it kind of it goes back rather than up yeah and so th- I don't think it's that tall for a stadium of, of such mm. capacity Compared to like, like, yeah. yeah, well, even like Wembley, it's quite yeah. tall, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it kind of goes back. You you're know, quite a long way away from the pitch. You're a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's a special stadium, yeah. obviously. The, yeah. the history is just breathtaking, you know. But um, it was built a long time ago. You wouldn't w- want to put undue pressure by building up, and you know, yeah, exactly. I, th- I, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, they are redeveloping it now, aren't they? Yeah, it's had a number of facelifts um, over the years, and even quite recently as well. Well, like, hence I was there only a few it's years ago. It's hosting a lot of sporting events coming up. It's got the Confederations mm. Cup, mm. the World Cup, the Olympics the, in Brazil as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It also hosted the uh, FIFA Club World Cup. Oh, that was two Brazilian teams played, didn't in, they? In, the two th- in 2000, yes. Uh, Is that when Beckham got sent off? Beckham got sent off at the Maracanã against yeah. Nakatsa, the yeah. uh, Mexican side. And I think it was the opening game, or one of the opening games of the tournament, certainly. And then... Such um, a thug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Corinthians beat uh, rivals Vasco da Gama in the final. Remember when Vasco turned United over 3-1 and Ed- hammered them? Edmundo was incredible that game. Mm. Edmundo scored what uh, Craig Brown described as the greatest goal I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, Craig Brown uh, sounds uh, like a nan in your world. 
did, he spin, did he spin Gary Neville? Was it Gary Neville? He spun him. Yeah, who spun did he someone. Spin? To be fair, Craig Brown does look like a, like a grand, grandmother normally. Yeah. It might have been Nicky Butt, maybe. Okay, it was a great turn anyway. Yeah, I think Butt scored the United goal actually. Um, no, it could have been Nicky Butt. Anyway, whoever it was, uh, it was it was a great goal. Uh, next door to the Maracanã is the Maracanãzinho. Which is, of course, a smaller stadium by uh, its son. The name, yeah, it's a very promising stadium. Yeah. Twenty thousand, <laughs> twenty thousand there. Um, but in two thousand and fourteen, the Maracanã will become only the second stadium to have hosted two World Cup finals. Although, like we said, you can argue that <laughs> perhaps the previous one wasn't the final; it was the final match, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But uh, it's What's treated the other one, the Azteca, the Azteca, seventy and eighty-six. Mm. Yes, uh, but the Maracanã, the, 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 the fifty final, is treated like it is the final, so it will go down the yeah. history books as one of two stadiums. But you know, you, you think about that stadium; um, just so many great players have mm. have, have graced that. So pit. much history as well. Ronaldo, Romario, Socrates, Zico, Cafu, Pele, Revelino, well, pretty much any Brazilian player. Ronaldo, yeah. So but, many pitch inversions, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is incredible. Like being in, you know, we went for a stadium tour and all, and you you, you go in the tunnel up to the pitch, and you, you look in the tunnel and you just think, there's some been some players walk down <laughs> yeah. here. You know? like, imagine being in the tunnel looking around, saying, "Oh, there's Roberto Carlos behind me, Ron Aldini. We're going to be okay today." Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. You know? But my favourite thing I saw in the stadium was um, I saw a couple of games, and there was a guy who. I could see him at the other side of the stadium. He was running around, and there's a guy dressed as Batman for some reason. And it was empty where he was, and he was just pegging around, just running <laughs> just around. <love> it. <laughs> they allow just, that sort like, of thing yeah. with the old, the old cape, giving it plenty. What have you been doing today? Just been running around the stadium dressed <laughs> as Batman. Yeah. It was as simple as that. And it what was, was the game like? Don't know. It was absolutely <laughs> magnificent scenes. Um, but uh, we'll end um, from a quote from the great man Pele. He said, The Maracanã is a special place for all Brazilians, but especially me. It was there I scored my first goal for Brazil against Argentina and where I scored my 1,000th professional goal years later. Some 1,700 people have played on that pitch and the aura of the place is extraordinary. In comes the Maracanã, ladies and gentlemen. I know that one. Have a construction job to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope they get it complete by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. <laughs> right then, that is the end of the Football Ramble. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com Jim yes uh, go over to the website thefootballramble.com for all kinds of blogs and sort of like ramble uh, pick live previews where you can win actual money p- playing live fantasy football there's uh, the Dean Windass Hall of Fame there's the, the retro ramble where Andy Brassel or James Horncastle take a look back at sort of a classic match there's the forum there's the shop if you want to stay warm as we've explained so many times it's important to have clothes on your back um, <laughs> so yeah just get over there thefootballramble.com check out the 1950 profile mm. of the 1950 World Cup we did there we have it right say goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Pete I love you say goodbye Luke goodbye and I love you too cheery bye Southampton in front Ricky Lambert celebrate 